Welcome to Book Talk with Kara Putman. I'm so glad you're here. I'm Kara Putman, the award-winning, best-selling author of more than 30 novels. I write romantic legal suspense and World War II romance, but I read voraciously. Each week, I'll introduce you to one of my favorite author friends as we talk books, writing, and life. Be sure to check back frequently for new episodes. everyone. Welcome back to Book Talk with Kara. And tonight I'm really excited because I have my good friend Rachel Halk here as well as Carrie Paget and Mandy Borsma. And we are here to talk about the series they are co-writing where they've taken Rachel's series set in Hartsbend, Tennessee. And there have been lots of books from different series that have been set in Hartsbend. And Carrie and Mandy have found characters um, secondary characters that they have blown into these really wonderful stories that y'all will love learning more about. So without further ado, Rachel, anything you want to tell people about yourself that I didn't already say? Uh, no. Hi. How are you guys? <laughs> All right. Uh, Carrie, how about you? Would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, I'm Carrie Paget. I live in Central California, although right now I'm in Western New York at a conference wow. for my day job. <laughs> so uh, today I was tromping through, I, I, um, my day job is working for pesticide safety. And so I was tromping through fields and learning about herbicide resistance and species, okay. species. So that comes in really handy in writing fiction, as you can imagine. <laughs> But, so you um, go from that to writing romance at night. Exactly. I'm thinking another kind of crawdad scene, kind yeah. of like. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I don't know. It'll come in handy someday. I have no doubt. I'm sure it was it will. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, and Mandy, you've got your cat there with you. <laughs> Tell us a little bit more about you. Um, I live in uh, Florida. I live in the Destin area, which is in the Panhandle, okay. and I'm a stay-at-home mom. So I spend my days with my kids during the summer and squeeze in the writing when they're busy. So that's, that's what I do. That's awesome. And there really is some, it, all of us have different things going on when we're writing. So whether it's we have kids at home, we've got the day job, we've got ministry and all kinds of things going on. So we'll actually start there. How do you find time to write? And Mandy, we'll start with you. I squeeze in writing after I drop my kids off at school. So when they are at school, I drop them off and then I head to a local coffee shop. I like to write in public because then all the things at home are not calling to me. So I sit at the coffee shop and I write for a few hours and that's when I get it in. Now during the summer when the kids are at home, um, I normally like to write before they get up in the morning. So I wake up really early, but I have taken the last month or so off and have done nothing towards writing, which has been a really nice break uh, for me just to regroup and refresh before I move on to something else. That's awesome. How awesome. about you, Carrie? Because with a day job, especially when you're out hiking around all day and checking things out, that can be pretty draining. So where do you find the time to create stories? Yeah, I work really hard at compartmentalizing my life. So I have the day job that I work on part of the day, and then I turn that off and, and write fiction. So it's lucky that I can compartmentalize, and my husband's super supportive. And if I have deadline and I say, oh, I need to run to Target, he'll say, no, 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 I'll go, I'll do whatever you need. And you sit there and write. And so I'm very blessed that way. I'm also an empty nester. 
So it's just, and my husband's retired. So it's just the two of us and um, a very demanding cat and an easygoing dog. That's awesome. <laughs> and my cat looks just like Mandy. So I keep waiting for him to decide he's going to come walk across here as well. Yeah, I'm going to keep that cat. Yeah, I don't even know where he is right now. So Rachel, how do you find time? Because you write these elaborate, multi-layered stories. How do you find time to create those? Yeah, well, you know, I write full time. So that's my day job. And so, you know, it's button chair. So yeah. I just get up in the morning and do it. So usually when I'm drafting, I work from like 12 to five. And then now I'm, I probably, I was up here at 9.30 this morning. I, I have to kind of like, re-engineer my life like you're going to start earlier you've got to get going earlier like you so and I thank you guys two days in a row I didn't move for at least six hours I kind of remember I gotta set that thing that says get up I, I look at my watch and I don't get up but you know so because it's a rewrite deadline and you know you've got, there's lots of stuff to touch but um yeah every day every yeah. day but I did Mandy kudos for you taking time off I took off the month of June and I find that really does re re-energize me and yeah that's awesome that and, yeah and it's hard to do because writing something that's kind of always there in the background mm -hmm. if we're not actively writing we're thinking about the next story or we're looking for ideas and mm -hmm. carrie lisa was talking about how she was just talking about compartmentalizing the other day and so that's something that can be a really important you know, skill when we're trying to get these words out and um, especially for writing multiple genres at the same time. I'm in <laughs> Germany, World War II right now and also in Virginia, current day. And so, you know, finding those ways to kind of separate and compartmentalize. But let's talk about this series that y'all are writing together. And I dropped a note in the comments about, hey, who has read Rachel's books that are set in Hearts Bend? Because there have been so many of them. So it's, Rachel, I think you had one of your Once Upon a Prince type books there. You no, had no, none of those were there actually. That was all in my pretend country over in the North oh, Sea. I have popular Florida and stuff. So I have populated my stories with the North Sea. Now those were in Georgia. They were all Georgia girls. But my latest one, my True Blue Royals, was there was a girl, the heroine of Say the King lived in Hartsbend, Tennessee. Okay, so see that I wasn't totally crazy. That's still one of your it's, yeah, it's a different world series. Yeah, for yeah. sure. For sure, for sure. And then the wedding dress, and you've had several books set there. The, so wedding, shop, the wedding chapel, the wedding dress Christmas. And now, yeah. you know, that's why we even, Susie, we came up with the idea of, hey, you got a, you got a town, it's got stuff in it. Let's, let's do this with Sunrise. And I was like, oh, yeah, I love the idea of other people creating. So th these guys didn't take my characters, they created their own characters and they made up their own people because you think well you know there's more I always laughed at uh, Gilmore Girls when they would have the town meeting and you knew yeah. everybody there and it's only like 50 people but it's a town of 9,000 I'm like there's a, there's like all kinds of stories going on out there let's find them and let's put yeah. them in the spin. so uh, that's what they that's what we did that's awesome and Carrie I've started reading yours and I love that you've got a football player how did you decide what your characters were going to be because I mean in some ways when you're creating from whole cloth the world is your oyster which can be wonderful or it can be like it stops you because there are so many options, so how, many did options. Yeah. how did you narrow in on yours well i had read a couple of books about a young widow and that just really grabbed me because i was not i haven't lost anybody other than a dad and those emotions really grabbed me i wanted to explore that and so i knew i wanted a young widow 
And then I just was brainstorming thinking and I knew um, that Rachel's a big football fan. And so I thought, well, let's try, let's try a, a sport. And so I went with a football player and it just seemed to flow from there. And the two connected. And so I, I proposed that as my story premise and everything flowed from there. And I just really fell in love with the story and the characters. And thankfully, Rachel and Susie did as well. That's awesome. And Nicole says that she loved your book, like in all oh, the thank letters. You, thank so, you, Nicole. Hallelujah. That's awesome. Um, now, Mandy, tell me about yours. How did you come up with your characters and kind of the plot? What was the, what was the inspiration? Well, I started uh, with Brant Jackson. Like he jumped out in Rachel's books to me. He's kind of this, I don't know, she bad did. guy that writes yeah. in the books. And I really wanted to explore his character, but I didn't necessarily want him to be the main character. And in one of the books, um, in passing, it's mentioned that he had a family. And so I pulled in his, one of his daughters and um, we explore Brant through his daughter. And then it's located at the Heartsbend Inn and in the wedding chapel, um, they spend just a brief amount of time there, but the location really jumped out at me. And so uh, my story is based at the inn. Okay, I love that. And the wedding chapel, chapel is such a fun, setting because there's so much richness to it from Rachel's books I could see why that would definitely jump out at you so one of the fun things about Sunrise is y'all audition it's a blind audition and then you really craft your stories kind of together so Rachel what was it about their stories because you didn't know it was Carrie and Mandy at the time oh. that really leapt off the page for you um one just the the level of ideas that they brought the skill they brought I think you guys they, they just sent in writing and then we we narrowed it down from there and then we said okay I think we offered some feedback and then you guys responded to that so I just for Carrie I remember just loving the, the level of skill I like she kind of did hone in one of the, I know it's crazy but I, I like these uh I think Harv's Ben has a king associated with it a country music star a football star I want to live in Harv's Ben you know like so I kind of like these larger than life characters and Carrie brought that to the table. And, and we knew that we could maneuver that because I did do know so much about the, the sport, but also didn't want to fall into the cliche thing. And I think she kind of brought that and she had a really great opening line, which, you know, I'm a hog for. And then yeah. Mandy, it was really just kind of, she had, she brought a ticklet kind of fun voice to the table. And I wanted to explore that. I wanted to see where that would go. So that was what I liked about both of their voices and thought that they did a great job of uh, kind of, you know, and I would say to them both, I'm like, okay, we're blending your voice and my voice. So, you know, that was going to be kind of the, the crux of it. Um, but they, they did a great job. They really and truly stepped up to the table and did a great job. Well, and Mandy, Gail started reading yours today and is oh. loving it. And there are comments, Carrie, about how people love Sam and Chloe. And they are, they just really jump off the page. And so it's so fun to see that. And Rachel, the number of people commenting that they have read all of your books. Oh, yeah, nice. I would, be in that group. I would be in that group, except for maybe your first heart song. I know I had it, but I don't know if I ever read it. Can we still be friends? <laughs> I was going to say, I don't think you're missing much, but. Yeah. <laughs> Now, what was the brainstorming retreat like? Y'all met in Florida and give us kind of peel back, Carrie, what was one of the highlights, like the highlight of the brainstorming retreat for you? Oh, 
I have to say it's the give and take between Rachel and Susie. <laughs> yes, they are hilarious. They are just, and the respect and love between them because they can bounce ideas back and forth. No, that won't work. Oh, I love that. No, um, that won't work because of this. Oh, I see that what you mean, but yes, but what if we did this? Oh yeah, I love that. And just the love and respect between them and how they know what the other is thinking almost before one says it. And just, that was really a highlight for me. That's awesome. And Mandy, what, what was it for you? Was there like a moment or something about the retreat that really was impactful for you? Um, like Carrie said, just watching Susie and Rachel work and just being part of that and being able to throw ideas off of them and hearing them talk back and forth and watching them um, create stories and plots and being involved in that was really exciting. But I also loved the setting and the location and just getting to know the Carrie, you know, getting to know Carrie and the other Carries that were there and just um, just being together was really fun and, and meeting in person really cemented what would become amazing relationships throughout this process. Yeah. Well, because when you're writing a, a series like y'all are, there really does have to be a certain amount of rapport and camaraderie mm -hmm. because you're writing so fast and you're building on each other's story world. So you can't just be like, oh, if I get a little detail wrong, it's not a big deal because that's going to have a trickle down effect. So mm -hmm. that's, um, I think that's really great that you have these brainstorming retreats to build that rapport. So what's one thing that was an unexpected challenge about writing in that kind of format? <laughs> Me? <laughs> Rachel, you know, I, she's a great brainstormer, but man, she's opinionated, right? <laughs> I think for, yeah, probably you guys, it was when we got down into the, because we, we did the story equation and we got it all on paper and then when we write it out, which is always my own personal challenge is like, oh yeah, we don't, why does the character want to do that? Well, was, you know, it was probably the back and forth and digging deeper at least for me, what I thought for myself and for you guys was just like, okay, how are we finding these deeper layers? And, and you guys push them back a little bit. Like, does this work? Does this not work? So that was, I just really think probably that was the biggest challenge. I don't know. You guys can speak to that, but it is hard when you're blending voices and ideas and the story equation is one of those things where it's so fantastic, but it's a challenge to put it into the story. How does it work? You know, how does my dark moment story come out? What, how, does, how do I hint at the fear? It's real easy to talk about when we're all writing on a big piece of paper and then we go and have, you know, Mexican that night. It was, it's more when, you, it's more when you've got to like actually put it into the story and realize, and, you know, realizing, Carrie, you know this too from writing bazillion books. As you think you got a great idea then you put it down and you go, oh, uh, I, I just need another element. And so. Yeah, absolutely. Or you've done all this research and then you realize, oh, it's not quite working yet. And you have to keep tweaking it and keep moving it. And mm -hmm. you don't feel like you're ever getting anywhere because you keep shuffling it around. Not that I know anything about that this summer. So Mandy, what was it for you? What was like that unexpected challenge or just a challenge in general that you're like, oh, it worked out, but I didn't necessarily anticipate this going in. Um. I think trying to find just the right story. I mean, like you can tell a story several different ways and, you know, I mean, it's like there's multi-dimensions or something. And I think just finding the right 
story, the one that worked for everybody um, was probably the hardest part. Yeah. yeah. How about you, Carrie? Yeah, I think Rachel really nailed it in that we left the retreat thinking that we had the story and we wrote it and then getting feedback and saying, oh, this isn't quite right. We missed something somewhere. And so having to go back and do it again and then redoing it and, and until we found the, the true heart of the story. Yeah, it's that, and it is, it's that pulling back layers and it's like that onion where you, you think you're there and then you realize, oh, nope, there's another layer. We've got to go another um, amount of depth. And normally I would ask now, are you a plotter or a pantser? But with the brainstorming retreat, you're really walking out with a plot, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And so having done that, I mean, there are times when that's such a gift because then you can just, it's like, I call it stringing pearls because you know, this is happening and then mm -hmm. this is happening and then yes. that's happening uh, until you get to Rachel and she's like, yeah, that's great, but go deeper. <laughs> well, you know, just like, like a little example. I mean, like we brainstormed away, they wrote synopsis. I mean, they came to the table ready to play and I, you know, I, I was confident of their ability, but like, so we walked through Carrie's book and which was the first book on one fine day and we realized oh what does her main character what is what is she going to do at the end she can't do in the beginning we came to that and we thought we had it plotted out but we're dealing with this. she's a widow and we we had to have some we were finding like oh we had an emotional hole something like that so we kind of that's what we come back to us like those things that you don't know until you start putting on the paper and then with mandy we had this kind of um with Brant, who we love, but when at the end of the day, we're trying to layer in Brant and we're like, okay, what, what is his relationship with, with Cammy? And we, we were finding little places in there where she wrote it out, she put it up there. And then I was like, well, what's the motivation? So that was kind of like the thing that we would just come back to, which is the thing I come back to with my stories. Like I write it out, I SEQ'd it, but uh, I'm missing some <laughs> I was just thinking that today I was sitting on the porch, it's thundering. And I'm like, do I have all the right motivation? Do, do they, do they want something? And I'm like, this is a rewrite for crying out loud. You know, so you just always come back to, do I have the core of what these characters want? And, you know, they, they came back with the story that worked. That's awesome. And Phyllis is, has dropped in the comments that you know, she loves these multi-author collaborations and the support that we as authors give each other. And I, I do think that's something that's very beautiful in Christian fiction, but mm -hmm. it exists in other pockets as well. Just this coming together and iron sharpening iron and making each other better and encouraging, which I think makes writing, which can be very solitary, a lot more fun mm -hmm. and a lot more. I think too, though, the, the one of the issues that these guys worked through fabulously and like pros was the fact that they had that extra layer. They didn't have just they didn't just have an editorial layer, they had an author layer that, that you're working with and trying to do what I'm asking. And I'm trying to communicate what I'm asking and they're trying to communicate how they see the story. It was that, you know, because we've got all got different creativities. We all saw, you know, Cami and Chloe and Ben and Sam all different ways and trying to make sure that we were lining it up to where, you know, it all kind of fit together. So they really, had a challenge that most authors don't have, which I think, again, I don't know that I would have done it. I mean, superheroes, <laughs> superstars, seriously, so. Yeah, and that's then what makes this collaboration so rich though, when you take that time and you do that work to pull in the layers. So, all right, while you're writing, 
whether it's, well, your kids are at school and you're at a coffee shop or it's when you've compartmentalized, what's your favorite writing snack or drink? And Mandy, we'll start with you. Coffee. Coffee, yeah. <laughs> it's always coffee. coffee house, <laughs> yeah, but you know, sometimes people go to coffee houses and they get tea. That's true. No, but it's always coffee. Yeah. Okay. How about you, Carrie? I drink a ton of water every day. Um, I change out my water bottle uh, cup every day too. So I drink lots of water and I always have some sort of snack nearby, um, carrot sticks or nuts or pretzels or something to snack on yeah how about you rachel i try really hard not to snack while i write so if i do it would be fruit or carrots or something i try not to allow food in my office as but so but so if i have a drink it's either water or a diet coke um, which i also try to limit so i try not to eat because you know what happens when you're eating while you're writing you're not typing because you don't want to, <laughs> you don't want to get the salt or the whatever on the keyboard. So you're like, especially if you're eating like cherries, forget about it. Yeah. <laughs> so um, if you could, now you all already spent multiple days with Rachel and with Susie, so you can't add those. It has to be somebody else. If you could spend a day with a popular or a favorite author, who would you pick, Carrie? Oh. Well, about a year ago, I discovered Catherine Center, and um, I love her, and uh, Rachel turned me on to Beatrice Williams. <laughs> I love her, too. Um, so those are my two current favorites. Okay, and Beatrice Williams writes kind of historical, mm -hmm. um, and then this Catherine, who, what does she write? Catherine Center. She writes uh, contemporary. Okay, cool. With a touch of humor and a lot of angst and <laughs> she's really good yeah awesome. fair warning to you guys um, just so you know Beatrice is in the general market she writes historical split time mm -hmm. so is your is the other author general market as well yeah 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 um and Mandy who would you pick my favorite author since I could like read Christian fiction has always been Robin Jones Gunn and I would I love, love to meet her and spend some time with her and just get to know her. I think that would, that would be a dream. Yeah, she's amazing. All right, Rachel, who would you pick? Robin is amazing. That's so true. I mean, the last time she spoke at ACFW, all I remember was sitting there going, ah, crying. Yeah, um, she was so good. So she, good. Is, she is the real deal. She really is. And I have met Beatrice and she's also super sweet. First time I met her was at Vero Beach Book Club and some blogger was there wanting to take her to dinner and she's like come on Rachel so that was kind of kind of fun oh, that's so good. yeah, yeah she's also very genuine and very real um who, me oh well I went through an Ellen Hildebrand phase and so I'll say I'll say Ellen but okay yeah well and I mean, you and I, we know so many people in Christian writing that it's kind of like, oh, I've already spent a lot of time with this person or that person. And so then it does sometimes get, I would be more like, oh, Lucy Mon Montgomery or, you know, someone like that, where they wrote a classic that I just loved and loved and loved. Yeah. So how do you celebrate? Because I am terrible about celebrating when a book's done. I immediately turn to the next one. So do you celebrate when you finish a book? And if so, how do you celebrate? Mandy. Uh, I have not celebrated yet. 
uh, with publication in just a few weeks. Uh, we're kind of waiting until then, and I don't know what we'll do, but something, something fun. Yeah, absolutely. Carrie, do you have a way that you celebrate? I celebrate everything. <laughs> way to go. <laughs> Every awesome. draft that is done, that is sent off, my husband and I, we either go out to dinner or we buy a bottle of something, but yeah. go for a walk and say, this is it. Um, we, we celebrate every step. So yes. That's awesome. <laughs> All of them are worth celebrating. I'm just terrible at it. Rachel, do you and Tony have a way that you celebrate? No. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, I'm like you, I'm terrible at it, but in my mind, I'm going, <laughs> you know, you put, that's when I finally pull something on Facebook, but I always thought, you know, I don't even think, I don't even think we did anything when the wedding dress hit the New York Times. I'm serious. I just think it was like, yeah, well, we okay. crossed the check. We did do that. We did buy a car. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, you got the Mustang, but I mean, if I ever hit the list or when I hit a list, I'm going to be yeah. celebrating that. There is no question. Yeah, I was actually at Destin with Susie when I got the call. So I wasn't even home. I think I was overwhelmed when I initially found out. So you, you're just kind of like, I got to sit down. So yeah, that's, yeah, that's one of those bucket list moments. Definitely. That is so awesome. And it was such a good book. So, so worthy of it. So, um, does writing energize or exhaust you? Rachel, I'll start with you on this one. I would say both. Don't yeah. you, I would say both, really. Like it, it's on the stage. All, the whole time I was doing those first four, you know, rounds and drafts and reiterations and edits, you know, I was like, I'm singing along. I'm, ooh, I'm good. And then I get it back after the editors had it. They didn't have a terrible lot to say. And I'm like, holy cow. Now I'm in the weeds. And so now I'm like, really, yeah, like I said, five, six hour days are going to stretch to eight, nine hour days because you know how it's just all of that little, it, it becomes so tedious at this point because you're changing ED words to ING words, you're cutting a sentence, you're rearranging a sentence. Oh, wait, she's standing there and I hear I have her sitting down, but she didn't yeah. move over here. How am I, you know, you're start. it's all that stuff that you kind of do in the beginning but uh yeah so it becomes very tedious at that point and you think is this any good that yeah. but you can't live in that world you just got to get it done so yeah absolutely i agree with you i think there's kind of this ever flow to it how about you carrie yeah i have to agree the same um some days it's great chugging along each word feeds the next and it, it it's great and then other days it's like I have to use tweezers to pull each word out of my brain oh, for real, get it for onto real. the page. And yeah, so yeah, it's a mixture of both, definitely. Yeah, Mandy, same? I would agree, I would agree. There are parts that are really, you know, the parts that you love that are fun and energizing, and then there's the underside that you have to trudge through. <laughs> yeah, and it's the trudging through it so you can get back to, yes. okay, now it's fun again. And I always, I love that moment when I, hit a like normally midway through a book I hate it I'm a terrible writer this is never going to go anywhere and then I set it aside when I'm done with the draft and I come back to it and I'm like oh I wrote that that's kind of good yeah right. exactly. that moment if we yeah. could bottle that that would be amazing yeah I don't know what it is about that kind of 
the more you write and the more you're getting kind of down in those weeds and you're looking at the words, it's like my eyeballs shift and every word is ugly. No word works. <laughs> Why did you put a comma there? You said that word 5,000 times, you know, like what, you know, it, it, it kind of, it's like my eyeballs shift and all of a sudden it's like, this is all ugly. This, none of this works. Yeah. And you have to pull back and think about go higher up. Like, wait a minute. You got a lot of stuff happening here. You're setting yourself up, but when you're really in the weeds, it goes so slow. You feel like this is how the reader's going to read it. They're going to spend eight hours on one scene or one chapter. Yeah. No, they're not. Or 120 pages, but I just spent eight hours doing 20 pages. They're not, they're going to read the book in an hour, right? So we're going to skip probably two thirds of what you just fixed. So, you know, like, like, you know, you don't know. So that's what you kind of have to remind yourself that this is just Absolutely. the process. Yeah, and it's there are those stages, and each stage has a different purpose, and we have to get through them all to get to that nice, polished, finished book. So, on that, we are to the end of our time. So, I'm going to ask one more question What's next for each of you? So, Carrie, what are you working on next? Well, I don't want to spill Mandy's beans too, but Mandy and I are. Go ahead, spell. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Mandy and I just signed contracts with Sunrise and we're both writing books in Terry Ferris's world of Heritage, Michigan. And so um, Terry's writing the first book, I'm writing the second book and Mandy's writing the third book. So we've been brainstorming some ideas and the, these books will come out in 2024. That's awesome, congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. So Mandy. Um, you're going to be writing in that series. It, how yes. will it be different from the one that you've been writing on with Rachel? I don't know yet. Know yet. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know yet. Um, the characters are definitely be different with a different, you know, set of problems. And um, I mean, already, I know that the characters will, I mean, they won't be working at an inn and yeah. there won't be real estate <laughs> in this one um, in the same way. And so um, just a whole new set of problems. Yeah. Oh, that'll be so fun. Congratulations to both of you on that. Well and done. What can readers expect from you next? Because we have been waiting and watching. I know. So buy one fine day and then go buy You'll Be Mine. That's what you can get from me next. And um, then the best summer of our lives, a whole nother year, July 23. So the best summer of our lives comes out next year. All right, that's awesome. I can't wait. I mean, I'm reading Carrie's and Mandy's right now and they're both so good. I can see exactly why you pulled them out and brought them into the series. So thank you so much for joining me today. It was so fun to learn more. And there are lots of comments along that same line that people have really enjoyed getting to know more about each of you, your books and the process. And so thanks so much for joining me. Thank you. Thanks you guys. Well, thank you for having us. Thank thanks Kara. If you enjoyed this conversation, remember you can join us live on my Facebook page on Tuesday evenings at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for the next conversation. I'd also be grateful if you'd leave a review on your favorite platform. I love to hear from you. So be sure to leave a comment on this episode's show page at caraputman.com. And you can also interact with me on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. And don't forget, when you join my e-newsletter, I send you a copy of Dying for Love, the novella that launches the Hidden Justice series, as my gift to you. Thanks again for tuning in. 